back to the Six Side Culture Podcast once again. I'm joined by Danny, but once again, there's also an open chat. It's been what three pods in now? Three, yeah, three pods in a row now? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, two, yeah, two, two, three pods now. He hasn't been on. Maybe. Yeah. So. He's maybe been. It's a, uh, it's a <laughs> maybe it's a good thing for uh, you know some Inter fans, even Napoli fans, with the game coming up. You know, to hear him, but uh, yeah, I think the Juve fans are probably disappointed, which is pretty funny to listen to. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I really, I think the last podcast I said he'd be on this one. I anticipated it, but unfortunately he's not on it. Our schedules have been very busy lately. Um, right now we're recording on Wednesday night. We usually do it, like, in the mornings, but we're just so busy during the day, so we found some spare time now to do a, a pod for the Italy games and recap our opinions and thoughts and all that. And then, obviously, next week back to Serie A, and we'll get all the recaps and stuff. Looking forward to that. But, yeah, Dan, Dizuri, they... Um, I, I was about to say they look good, but you know that's recency bias. Obviously, the first two games they didn't look good. Uh, but yeah, against Bulgaria we didn't perform too well. Against Switzerland we did have some good moments. Like zero zero doesn't tell the story. Obviously, we had the pen. Um, I think Insigne had a chance there. Yeah, uh, Immobile exactly. was uh, you know, Immobile was Immobile. Um, who else was there? Uh, Berardi had a breakaway. Yeah, uh, that yeah, could have so. easily been like a two or three nothing win. Chiesa had a nice run too. That, uh, yeah, he had a nice run. Saved. I think saved or just wider than that. Like he, like he made like, good chances. A good chance for Italy. Uh, yeah, he came on and uh, did well when he came on. Uh, Daniolo came on the match, but starting from just Bulgaria, I guess we'll get right into it. The Bulgaria match, you know, I thought we'd kill them to be honest. Maybe not kill them. That's an overstatement because Bulgaria are pretty good defensively, but. Uh, you know, when you're a team like Italy, you do expect to win against a team like Bulgaria. We have much better players. Um, when I saw Florenzi starting, I was worried. And obviously, one of the goals was him and Echeverri kind of uh, getting bullied a bit there and just kind of being out of position. And, yeah, that was to Bulgaria's goal. Chiesa's goal was pure class. If you haven't seen it, I really recommend you go look at the highlights. It was a beautiful goal. Uh, he ran by a defender and he cut in, went in between two guys. He tried to play to Immobile. It got deflected by the center back on Bulgaria. Back to Chiesa, and he hit it into the far right corner. Beautiful goal by Chiesa. We played... I I don't want to say we played bad, because it's not like we got dominated or Bulgaria, whatever, controlled the game. We played good, but we just couldn't score. And, you know, Immobile up top, it's it's uh, it's tough, man. It's tough. He hasn't scored in, what's that, six games? I think yeah, six games. It's the, uh, the knockout stages. Yeah. Since Switzerland, he hasn't scored a goal for the Azuli. Yeah, or assisted, I don't think, either. I don't think he's assisted a goal. No. I see people on Twitter saying he assisted the Chiesa goal, but I don't no. think he got that. I don't think he touched it. No, I don't think on the official stats, I think they took it off. I think they just gave it to yeah. Chiesa. Because uh, I don't think Immobile touched it. I think just uh, came out the center back. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know if he's even assisted a goal since then. But, uh, yeah, Immobile has been pretty invisible, I think it's fair to say. But, you know, we're going to get more into him later. I have a whole segment for him. But, uh, yeah, as a team, I was impressed. I thought Insigne did some nice things. Uh, I think Jorginho, to be honest, this international break wasn't the same Jorginho we always see. Um, especially in the Switzerland game, I was very disappointed in Jorginho. I'm not even talking about the pen. I thought he probably had his worst game in a while, which he's going to get a pass. I'm not going to be hard on him because he's done so much for the team and the country. So he gets a pass, and everyone has a bad game. And this is one of them. 
Uh, Verratti, I wasn't too impressed by him this international break. Uh, in the Euros, I really liked him. But I really liked Locatelli when uh, he was in there. I thought he did really good of his uh, minutes that he got. He played really well against uh, Switzerland. Shocked me. I think I think he played that ball to Berardi for the breakaway. And he did some other nice things. He played really well with Catella. I was impressed. Uh, I thought Barella was world-class. Uh, see, Barella, he didn't get credit because he didn't do the fancy stuff. But this he guy's an animal. Stuff. Watch him closely. Yeah, he's an animal. We need him. He's the... You could say he's kind of like the anchor of like the midfield. Like he's a the ball winner. He does all the dirty work, and like he's the one guy like that people don't notice unless he gets a goal or assist. But if you see the way he plays, and like like he said too, he's guys guys a one man wrecking crew. Like he's unbelievable, especially at that age of the age of twenty four. Like he's just unbelievable so, to watch. So good, so so good. Yeah, we're lucky to have him. I think we'll tell him maybe down the road as uh, Berati. Gets older eventually. I think well, Catelli will be in that midfield. Um, uh, the fullbacks, Emerson, obviously he's not Spinazzola. He's not the, the same attacking threat as Spinazzola, but I think Emerson holds his own. He's not a uh, liability at all. He did well. Kioni Bonucci or Kioni Bonucci, you can always rely on them. They're great. Don Roma honestly didn't have much to do this international break. He's kind of, you know, chilling there. Uh, Durenzo. I, I did. I did think he was underwhelming. I was. I was kind of disappointed in him a little bit. I still think he's a good player. Just sometimes I feel like with his dribbling, the ball kind of gets stuck in his feet sometimes. But I still think he has time to, you know, develop into what he's what he wanted to be. And for Napoli, he's great for Napoli. And he's, he's had some rough games, but I think he'll be. He'll be fine. Um, I really wanted to see Calabria. Well, today, but for you guys, yesterday. Uh, Calabria is a player I really like. Uh, I think Milan have a gem on their hands with Calabria. He ended up coming in, but I really wanted to see him to start. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately we didn't get to see that, but yeah, I think, uh, Calabria is a really good right back who I think, you know, Milan fans and Azuri fans should be excited for if he can stay healthy and, you know, string some good games together with Milan this season. And yeah, I, obviously Lithuania, before I let Dan hop in here, I feel like I'm taking everything. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, just to top off my thoughts on the whole international break, I thought that Moise Keane today, he was, I'm not a big fan of him, but he was great today. Um, obviously it's Lithuania, so I don't want to, you know, say, oh, Moise Keane, Raspadori, the next Messi, Ronaldo, and whatever you want to say, or next El Piero Totti, obviously not, but, uh, I thought Keane looked good, much better than Immobile, but, you know, you can argue also he put Immobile in here, he probably scores two goals too with Lithuania, but, yeah, Keane uh, looked good, obviously he was on the wing, and Raspa, I really like Raspadori, he shows a lot, Dan's been talking about him for a while, uh, yeah, Raspadori looked good, Cristante, I think he was normal Cristante, does what he did, does, had a solid game, I think, he, similar to Barella, obviously not the same way, is more of a ball winner, but because he's talking to the little things that you don't really notice. Like for the final goal when Bonucci scored, no one realizes this, but Cristante is the one that headed it to Bonucci. He's the one that uh, tipped the corner right to Bonucci for the goal when he came on. Cristante does little small things. He did good. Bastonia liked uh, Cherubi, but honestly, the defense didn't have much to do. Di Lorenzo got a goal, so I was happy to see that for him. Pessina is a player I like, but, you know, we're so stacked in midfield. Pessina is yeah. already going to start the games. Even, even Castorelli, too. Like, uh... <laughs> He's yeah, he's a, a great good, player too. He's a good midfielder, but who knows if he's gonna be on the duty like soon? Because like how stacked our midfield is. 
Yeah, it's going to be tough. And, yeah, we'll get more into the young guys later on. I also have a segment for that. But uh, that's really it. That's all I really have to say. I thought they did great. And shout-out to Jorginho for being captain today. It was a great moment for him. He deserves it after all he's done for the country, like I said before. And, uh, yeah, big ups to Jorginho. And hopefully get that Ballon d'Or. Dan, what do you think about the international break as a whole? Yeah, no, like I wasn't really, to be completely honest, I wasn't really impressed with the uh, the Zuri the first two games, especially against Bulgaria. Uh, Bulgaria. Um, I thought they was really coming off the Euros, our first game since the Euro finals. I thought we were going to come out, even get like a one nothing, 2 nothing win, just like kind of, of the hangover, you can say. Uh, but when I saw the lineup and I saw uh, Truby starting at Florenzi, I was kind of like scared. I was like, oh no, like, what, well, what's Mancini doing? But then I'm like, okay, you know what? There's three games. I Hopefully, like, they can hold their own for at least one out of the three games. Like, uh, these guys are playing with their backups. Clearly not. Uh, Florenzi got bullied on that goal. Give Bulgaria all the credit they deserved. Uh, they, another well-taken goal. Uh, just caught in Italy sleeping, and then they tied it up. Switzerland game, we were so unlucky uh, to not score. Summer had a phenomenal game, made some key saves. Uh, Jorginho penalty, not a huge fan of his uh, run-up now. Uh, the last two penalties he's taken for the Azuri, they've been saved. Uh, so it's this guy might have to change it up, or he might have to find a new pen faker. But I love Jorginho. can knock him. Uh, the guy's world-class. The guy just had an off break, you can say. Uh, he's He'll be back to himself anytime because uh, he's such a good player. And one thing I just want to like top off of uh, – as a Napoli fan, I know what Insigne is capable of. And I just think for the Azuri, he's not the Insigne we see at Napoli a lot of times. I feel like he's trying to do too much. Uh, like just Insigne is the best when he's at when as at his best when he's creating for others and not trying to score himself. It seems like Insigne tries to score too much for the Azuri and not kind of create, but in, but not gonna, like, but not gonna knock Insigne down. The guy's uh, again, he's work. I think he's class. Uh, he's my captain. I'm gonna defend him till the day he retires or the day I die. But I just think he needs to stop trying to get the goal and create for us because when he creates for others, then it opens up lanes for him to score. And I just think he needs to do that. And another thing too, Italy's gotta stop with Immobile starting. I, I understand. Yeah, the guy can score. Okay, he scores for Lazio, but when you put the Azuri jersey on him, uh, he doesn't. He forgets what our goal is. Uh, he can't score for Italy. He hasn't scored in six games when we needed him the most in the knockout stages. He did absolute nothing. Like he did nothing. Is that uh, during the knockout stages? So I think it's time for the Azuri to switch to Keane because Keane, uh, the last few games he's played for the Azuri, he's been impressive. Especially today, you could say, yeah, it's Lufthansa, but. Keane, he shows signs that he, he's got potential. He did score, I think, believe, I believe he scored, what, close to 20 goals last season for a stacked PSG team. This is prior to Messi. So, uh, Keane, you got to give the kid a chance. He uh, he shows signs that he can score, and I think it's time for Desiree to move on to him and like these other nations do with, like, say, France did with Mbappe, uh, Norway is doing with Holland. Well, so I'm not thinking... Like, say, uh, Germany, so you can say with Timo Werner, he's young, but again, like, they're giving these young kids a chance. Canada with Jonathan David, uh, like, you, you gotta give, uh, the chance to these, uh, youth players because these guys are gonna be the future, and I think Keane could be the future, uh, number nine for the Azuri, and 
uh, hopefully he continues to grow, hopefully he continues to impress in the leagues. And Mancini uh, says, you know what, let me give this kid a chance because we got something special in him. Yeah, no, well said, Dan. And you went right into our next topic, uh, the Immobile era, if you even want to call it that. It's over. It's it's done. Immobile is finished with the national team. I think I said this before the Euros even started. I feel like we won the Euros with 10 men, to be honest. Uh, maybe that's harsh, but I, I don't think he contributed outside of the group stage. After the group stage, what has he done? Like nothing. He hasn't held the play. He hasn't taken his men on and he hasn't set up goals and created, he hasn't done anything. He just, he doesn't press. So he, he's useless at this point. And I think it was the, uh, the last game too, if I believe against Lufuania, uh, prior to the Euros. He had like, what, eight chances before he scored? And there was a peak uh, penalty shot. Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're right. I remember that game vividly. Yeah, it was it, that was a bad game, and he's he's been like that for a while now. For Italy, he doesn't and like I said about Insigne, I think he's a great player. I feel like something that Kessler does a little better than Insigne is picks his moments when to be aggressive. Like he knows when. Okay, I see an opening here. Let me take off. I feel like Insigne yeah. maybe tries too much too often. If he maybe just does that, you know, every once in a while and surprises the defender, then okay. But I, I think Insigne, he still offers a lot for the national team. He's a great player. So I'm not worried yeah. about him. But I just think he, for me, I think, he, I think for Insigne more, like people can debate, oh, maybe we should bench Insigne, start Daniel, all this. I, I think for Insigne, you need a guy like Insigne because he can pick out, he's that type of player, gets it on his left, getting cuts it on his right. And then he picks out, say, like a Kiesa making a run into the box. I don't think anyone else on the national team that can play like the wide, like the wing position that can do that. Like, I don't think Bernadeschi's got the quality to do that. Baradi, the guy, he sometimes he looks like he's class, but most of the time he loses the ball. Like, and I feel like you need a guy like Insigne. And I feel like that's when he's at his best, when he's picking, when he's uh, creating plays for other uh, teammates. And then that opens up lanes for him to, uh, score a goal like against Belgium where he took on I think it was Tillemans he bet by him like he was a pylon and he uh, scored the goal so yeah, yeah so, like, I yeah. feel like that's when Insigne's at his best and I feel like he's got to start to realize okay you know what maybe I'm going to start being more of a creator because we have guys that can score we have Keane we have Chiesa we have even our midfield look at Telly can score uh, Barella can score uh, Jorginho a goal here. Uh, Baratti can score. We we have guys. They have guys that can score. So I feel like Insigne is going to be like, you know what? Let me start creating for more, and then it'll open up lanes for me to score. So, but overall, like I feel like Insigne, his pressure is not as much as Immobile. But yeah, Immobile, I think it might be a time to uh, not call him up or maybe just keep him on the bench. Yeah. And something I'd like to see more from Insigne is uh, when Calion was there, he's, you know, the famous uh, back post run, Calion, Insigne to Calion, or yeah. whoever plays the ball in. I'd like to see more of that from Insigne. I think if we get better goal scorers in the box, I feel like maybe that could uh, be something he does for the national team too. I think it would be a cool addition to the attack if we can get maybe Raspa, Keen, Zaniolo, like more of those balls at the back post. And, uh, yeah, I think that would be a good addition as well if, uh, because Immobile, he's, he's done. If we get these young kids, they'll run onto these balls. They'll fight for them more. They're more hungry. Yeah. They have more to fight and for. So I noticed yeah. too, one thing, too. I noticed with uh, Keen. Keen, he impressed me a lot today. Uh, he played very well. But one thing I like about Aspidori, too, the kid is that he's 
the right place at the right time. He gets to those rebounds. So smart. And he's such a smart player, especially at the age of, I believe, 20, 21. He's such a young, smart player. And I believe he's, he could be a good p- uh, player for the Azuri and also for Swasolo. Kind of reminds me of Kind of reminds me how Mertens plays too, not to like not comparing them at all, but just the way in size he is, and just the way he how smart he is, where positioning, finding teammates, collecting the ball, spraying it out, and he scored. Rasmodori scored. You could say he, he almost had a hat trick. He had an own goal. Yeah, almost the offside. And then he had the offside goal, and then the yeah. goal too. But I feel like he could be a factor for uh, for the Azuri, even if he has to come off the bench. Like I feel like Raspadori, he's gonna be a smart player, a smart and a good player, and he's definitely one like people like have to start talking about because this kid can uh, sort of surprise a lot, and I feel like he will. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we yeah we covered the mobility games, the young players, and one more thing for this pot. I know it's gonna be a shorter one because obviously it's only three games to cover. We usually cover like six games out of the ten for the set yes. So uh yeah, it's gonna be a shorter pod. But uh, one more thing I want to bring up, you mentioned it briefly before Dan. Should Jorginho continue to be the Azuri's number one pen taker? In my opinion, I think he still should. I feel like people are overreacting. I know he missed the last two, but yeah. Uh, he said in an interview, I believe, that he said that, you know, he's going to begin studying keepers and changing the way he takes them. He, he, at least he realized, like, okay, so this isn't working. Let me change it up. And, yeah, he's been taking pens for how many years now, Georgia? You know, like, at a high level. A long time. He's uh, taken a lot of big penalties. Yeah, since, since maybe, I want to say 20s or 15, maybe, for us. Like, he took he took a lot of penalties for us. Yeah, like, a, a lot. Penalties for us. Like, a few penalties for us, so... Yeah, yeah, and when, like, yeah, he's yeah. taking a lot, and when you take a lot, it's kind of like Ronaldo. Nobody talks about Ronaldo misses a lot of penalties. He missed one last week. He misses a lot of penalties, and no one says anything. Uh, when you take today. so many, yeah. Well, when you when you miss when you take so many penalties, you're gonna miss a lot too. It's just it's normal when you're the go-to pen taker on Napoli, he was Chelsea, Italy, like all these games you're playing, you're gonna miss a yeah. lot of penalties. Not a lot, but you're gonna miss them. And I feel like too now, like nowadays keepers, that like the delay he does that hop. I feel like know keepers, it it's a yeah. Now it's like okay, Georgina's gonna hop, and I know he's gonna pick one of the two corners. I just have to guess. And a lot of times, unless it's, he scuffed it, like which he, it looks like he did against uh, Summer, and Summer's actually a very he's underrated. He's a good keeper. Uh, he played yeah, amazing. He's, he's the reason we didn't win. He's a very underrated keeper, and especially at penalties too. He's a very good like pen. Like he's a he, he saves a lot of penalties. Uh, Summer and I feel like Jorginho. Like some pl- players, they like to place it. I feel like Jorginho. If he just blasts it to our core, he, he's the type of guy he can place it anywhere and it'll go. So I feel like he needs to do that, or even just do what uh, Jamie Vardy does: just step up and blast it and just place it. They yeah. somewhere, so. Uh, so I'm not worried about that. I think he should continue as well. Yeah, definitely. I'm. I'm not worried about it at all. He'll, he'll find it, and uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not worried about Jorginho. I know he'll figure it out. And I like how we said he'll be studying the keepers now. So maybe before the games, we'll go on YouTube highlights and see, uh, you know, this guy, this, this keeper's penalty saves, and maybe see what side they usually dive to or how yeah. how they dive and different things like that. But yeah, the hop, I think it's good, but not every time. If you do it every time, then it's predictable. If you do it like every once in a while, then okay. But if you do it every time, yeah, yeah it's, then... it's not going to work. And I, I think I could have saved that penalty. I saw it coming. Oh, yeah. 
I, I go, like, when I saw him do the hop, I go, okay, he's going to go. And then I saw him kick it. I go, oh, my God, it's saved. I, like, I, the minute I saw I kicked it, he kicked it, I saw yeah. I knew it was going to be saved. Yeah, but I, I'm not worried about the, the penalties, penalties at all for Italy. Uh, I think Jorginho could take them. And if you really think about it, the only guys on the team that can potentially take a penalty, like, that takes them regularly for their clubs, Jorginho, Immobile, Insigne. Bonucci could take a penalty, but do you really trust him on penalties? Yeah, if you need to put a center back on penalties, I'm sorry, but it's embarrassing. Yeah. That means the rest of your team can't take a penalty. Are you kidding me? Come on. Yeah, yeah. but he's, he's a good pen taker for Bonucci if he has to, in the penalty shootout, five pen takers, whatever, but... Yeah. Not daily. Like, you can't... Like, not da- uh, daily, I should say, but you can't trust them like every penalty like to score like, it's, yeah. like at the end of the day he's a, a center back he the only pet the only center back i trust for penalty to be completely honest is Ramos, the guy who scores every penalty yeah for real and after your goalie the center back should be the one that shouldn't be taking a pen at all like you know what i mean like yeah the second last person to be taking a pen out of the 11 so yeah, uh, we trust Jorginho. He's still a top-class pen-taker, top-class player, and I really hope he wins the Ballon d'Or. Oh, I, I, think I know people are, are saying, uh, oh, look at his stats. He's a CDM. And if we want to talk about stats, I saw something on Twitter. Uh, I wish I had it on my phone right now, but it was something about his stats, and he led in like almost every category in Champions League and the Euros for like recoveries, uh, distance travel, like, all these little things you don't notice. This is why he's yeah. in the conversation. Not only has he won trophies, he's performed incredibly on big stages. So, If you want to go with stats, Modric had only uh, – the year he won, Jorginho had eight goals in the whole year, and Modric only had like four. So if you want to go based off stats, and Modric won the Ballon d'Or uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's – stats, yeah, they help, but when you're comparing – someone like Jorginho to Messi, obviously Messi's going to have more stats. Obviously, Ronaldo's going to have better stats. Uh, Lewandowski. But what Jorginho did this season, especially for the Azuri, for Chelsea, uh, like he, he won a lot, and he helped them win. It's not like he was he was just there on the bench, played a couple of minutes, did his role, whatever. Jorginho impacts the game a lot, and you can tell when he's in the lineup and when he's not in the lineup how different the teams look. So yeah. I think he'll win it, and... It's gonna be, it'll be, it'll be sick because the first Italian to win is since uh, Cannavaro, and that year we won the World Cup, and now we won the Euro Cup. So I think he deserves it. Yeah, and I just found a picture for his stats. I'm gonna read them out. So on top of winning the Champions League, Euros, and with the Super Cup, he led the Champions League in tackles and interceptions first, interceptions second, tackles first. So yeah. Um, so the, by the way, the first stat tackles interceptions, that's interceptions and tackles combined. So that's what the stat is first for that. Second in ball recoveries, first successful passes, second distance covered in the Champions League. Euros, tackles interceptions first, interceptions alone first, ball recovery second, distance covered first, pass completed second, shot creating actions second. For people who don't say he don't, he doesn't create, he was second in creation, creating plays and open play in the Euros. And fouls won first in the whole Euros. So, those are your yeah. stats. We're talking about stats, and also people that say, "Oh, you're telling me Jorginho's a better player than Messi Ronaldo." No, we're not saying better player. He had a better year. If you want to look at achievements, if you want to look at individual play, if you the Bonaire yeah, is not only just 
the best stats. player in the yeah, it's not the like just best player, best player. Like, that, like of all time. It's just yeah, best player, this the, season, who's the player of the, the year. Past yeah. year. Yeah, and he's had the best year achievement wise individually. Um if we look at moments, the pen against Spain, if he doesn't do that, we're out. Yeah. Uh I think the Super Cup. I think pen, to be honest, if he was yeah. like I think a lot of this, if he would have scored the, a penalty, I guess they would. Yeah. yeah, if he, I think that yeah, the, the Bay would have been, yeah. been, been, been 100% over. Like, uh, and, But you could say, oh, but Messi won the Copa America. It's harder to, yes. Uh, uh, it's, it's, big, it's, it's a to, big accomplishment. But. Yeah, it's hard to win the Copa America, and it's very hard to win the Copa America, any trophy in soccer, but you have to think of it well, like. Look at the competition. Yeah. Yeah, you have to look at like the competition as well too. But don't take no. I'm not taking, not saying anything bad about Messi because for me he's the greatest player in the world and one of the greatest players of all time. I just think Jorginho deserves it more this year, and that's it. And I'm not even being biased because he played for Napoli uh, and he's Italian. I personally believe he deserves it because of what he's done, what the impact he's had on like the team, like Azuri. Uh, and, and like you said, if it wasn't for Jorginho's coolness against Spain, we were out. We could have been out. Oh, we're out. And to, to top it off, this guy the whole year, I know for, it's been three years, but I'm saying this year for the Bone Door, he hasn't lost a game with his national team. I'm pretty sure he started almost every single one, even today against Lithuania. He started. Yeah. So this guy's undefeated with his national team, won the Champions League, won the Euros, won the UFA Super Cup. Led in almost every like, ball recovery, retention, passing, distance covered stat in the Euros and Champions League. This guy, it's, it's undebatable in my opinion. Other people have their opinion. I know people are passionate about this topic, but I think Jorginho is the, in my opinion, the, it has to be, he has to win it. He has to win it. I'm not saying from Italian. It's just, I think a it's fact. a good chance. It. I think it's a good chance now because he won the, what was it, the best player? Uh, yeah, FIFA best player. Best player. Usually, if you win that, you win the Ballon d'Or too. So there's a good chance you'll win it. So I think he will. And the draws in what January for? Yeah, I think think it's in January. I think he will. And hopefully, he gets rid of the blonde hair by then. I really want. I don't want to see the blonde hair at the the ceremony. I think that could be that could be bad luck for him for this dude. Get rid of the blonde hair before the uh, the ceremony. Go go back to brown. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, the, Jorginho winning the Ballon d'Or, you can debate maybe is as big as winning the Euros or almost as big. That's just a big deal for an Italian to win. And the Italian CDM, who CDMs don't really get the love for, uh, in general, not only Italian CDMs, but CDMs no, yeah. the sport. They're the same amount of love as an attacker. So an attacker always wins, and the award's not the best attacker of the year. It's the best player. And like we said, achievement-wise... Uh, performance-wise, it's Jorginho. So, yeah, hopefully he wins. And anything else, Dan? Or should we just wrap no, it up here? I'm good, bro. Uh, you, you, said, you said a lot. I said a lot. And, uh, I just, yeah, again, Jorginho, he's my favorite to win the Ballon d'Or, and I think he will. Yeah, well said. Wrap it up. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Twitter uh, at six at Calcio, same as it's written on the podcast here, same way spelt. So go follow us on there, interact with us. We love talking to you guys on DMs, comments, and all that. So hopefully you enjoyed. We'll be back next week. Serie back. So looking forward to a great weekend. And yeah, like I said, see you next week. Ciao. Ciao, guys.